Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Uh, today we're going to finish our conversation on belly. Uh, this will be belly part two. Um, if you've not heard our first conversation on belly, go back to um, episode two for us. Uh, that's kind of where most of this gist will refer to a lot of stuff back from there. Um, I'm not going to go over the full rules of belly again. Uh, the main thing uh, we're going to talk today is strong side belly or belly to the tight end. Um, but first, before we get to that, Coach Derry, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing good, Coach. Just, just sifting our way through the pandemic I should get, I should phrase it that way it's just I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna turn this podcast into a pandemic podcast but oh oh let's well, just... but I just hope everyone's safe man yeah in the midst of all of this I hope everyone's staying safe and having some kind of normalcy but you know it's crazy times we're living and if anyone needs anything regarding a pandemic or someone to talk to you just come follow me and you can shoot me a DM, and I'm always there for you guys. So I'm sure bands do it that way too. Yeah, I mean it just it just sucks, and like I said, we we know people that have tested positive recently, and um, some aren't doing well. We both have family members who kind of struggle with some of the health related issues. Um, so I mean it sucks. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, I just hope everybody's safe, everybody's healthy. I think that's kind of how I end like 90% of my conversations, even with random like even when I go to the gas station at this point, it's. As I as I say, thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy. Like I mean, that's because that's all you can re- hope for somebody right now. But let's let's get let's get past the negative stuff. Let's 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 focus on uh, some positive. Let's try some fun. Um, like I said, we I mean we're both big belly guys. Um, it's kind of staples of our offense here. And when you were at Tip, um, so I mean we're both very familiar with it. Um, Last time we again we talked quick side belly belly to the weak side or split inside. Uh, today we'll talk to the tight end, um, but kind of to the tight end and, and um, really there isn't much change. Um, pretty much you just flip everybody's responsibilities. The only difference is now you have a tight end on the strong side. Um, what, what you want to talk about kind of what the tight end rules are for that um, and kind of the adjustments you make to that play side. Yeah, I mean. Uh... And I think the hard part when you come with belly to the strength side, um, you kind of want to get away from it if they're playing. It only time you ever want to run it to an even team is if they're actually giving you a one and a seven bubble to the tight end, um, because that's just a huge flank and you can run a whole lot of things. Um, I, I've never been a fan running it to a three and a seven side. Um, because that, that tight end is just in a kind of an awkward situation. Um, you got a seven technique, which is not an easy block for him. You don't really want to block down to him on the play. Um, so we would, it, we, we would sometimes release that tight end and block an outside linebacker. Um, but it, it almost just kind of felt like a waste of a guy there. And we were just X blocking it. So we tried to 
we, we just really didn't run a ton of it. Um, but that was just us. Um, if he was a reader, sometimes we would just kind of make him reach the tight end, let him come out a little bit so we can get a better angle at Brockton. Um, but really, man, we really got after it to a, when we got an un, un, 50 team that ran an under front to us, which was a one, a seven, and an outside linebacker, really kind of uh, try to try to take away everything from buck sweep to jet sweep and trap to the strong side. And really, one thing that we did is we just duoed it. And uh, young, we were all a bunch of young coaches, and I think we ran duo without knowing we were running duo. You know what I mean? Like it just, I said, all right, well, we got we can do what we call a grease and we called a tough, which was a guard center combo, and then a t- we had a what we called a tough, which is a tackle tight end co- uh, combo. Now we always told the tough the tackle tight end combo. Never, ever, ever come off that block, you know, because we already had a guy inserting on the play side backer. So we never said, we just told him to just get vertical movement. Um, the grease, and we had a grease, and then we had a backside to a three side. You know, we always had double teams on that side. And those four were responsible for the one tech, the three tech, and the backside backer. Um, and we started, that's how we were able to start uh, – really running uh, belly successfully um, to the tight end side. And it, it kind of gave us a little bit of a breather from power. Um, because again, that seven technique complicates things. That was our way to negate a good seven technique is let's just run belly underneath of him, you know, and just kind of double team him. Because I, when we ran power, you know, it just messed with the timing a little bit. It was slower. And that was a really good play. Belly, we went jet to the tight end a lot too. So being able to run jet motion and belly underneath of it to the tight end with the game changer, especially when we got under front, which is we got a lot. Now, I, I think the kind of like, to me, the one thing that kind of makes it a little bit more difficult, like it, it, it's, it, it's a little bit longer. It, you almost, it almost forces you to put your play side wing in the backfield. Because I mean, you're not gonna have him on the wing edge because now now you're increasing the distance of his path to lead through, and so I, I think the thing is it almost forces you to go in some sort of um, oh God, I'm trying near and far set almost. Sure. Um, so you that so your wing can just lead straight through because um, if if he's that wing, it's almost like it'd almost be better have him combo with the tight end and almost make it true duo. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on it is, is you kind of, it forces you to make that adjustment at least. Yeah. Um, um, one thing that we did is we ran power to the weak side really well. So our power, uh, power is obviously from a motion standpoint, Buckmo and we would, uh, Buckmo him and then just tell him to insert. Okay. And that, that helped us with the angles. Um, surprisingly it wasn't incredibly hard for that guy to insert um but it was incredibly hard to insert if the tackle and the tight end did not get very good vertical push yeah uh, that that was uh and we ran into that issue where we had a, a little bit of a softy at tackle and oh my gosh it, they just really got in a sick tech and just brutalized them something we've done before is kind of shoot the split 
Um, and have the tight end be almost like one foot splits rather than three um, to help. But, I mean, there's certain aspects of it that you can. Um, the one thing that we kind of, I mean, and you're right, I mean, an adjustment that we did too is we would call it, you guys, we at uh, Fairborn, we've called it like your wing right and left where that wing just kind of, instead of motion, he's right there. Um, we would go like red, we, we call it Rip Ray. So really Rip and Liz told the tight end where to go. And then Liz, uh, we called Ray basically and Lynn. So Ray means that the right halfback is now off. And Lynn meant the left halfback is now in the backfield. So we would go like Rip Ray belly right and then but we also ran a lot of power out of that formation to the weak side so that that kind of gave us some better angles Uh, but we never wanted to motion that right wing and did a shuffle motion into it yeah i've seen teams do it and it was freaking successful because even though they saw it coming well well, we were able to do some of that just because of how much we do shuffle motion just in general i mean we i mean it helps when we run i mean we run enough kickouts with our wings that I mean, we can do that. He'll lead in through belly. We can do that, and he'll, I mean, run power and have him be the kick out. Like, it, it, I mean, to, to do the shuffle part, I think you have to be successful at multiple things. Um, yes. Instead of putting him in the backfield, just because, I mean, it, it, I mean, unless you just got dudes and you can just show your tendencies and just still be successful. And, that, that, and some teams just have those dudes. I mean, they just do. But if you don't, if you're going to run shuffle motion with it, you need to be able to have – um, other plays that complement the shuffle motion. Otherwise, it just gives it away and kind of defeats the purpose. That's part of the reason why I like it, him just lining up in the backfield, that old near and far look, um, pretty much the, the old buck sweep formation, um, and just running it out there. Because right? you can run belly, you can run power, you can run dive, you can run a bunch of different plays. And so I think that's kind of... Um, where it is, and I, and I agree with you. It's better against like an under front, an odd front. Um, I mean, we had we had some success this year with it against Oakwood because just because they wanted to take away all of our edge stuff. Um, so we were able to run belly both sides. I I think we ran it better the first year we ran the wing tee just because I mean belly was our play. We 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 pretty much found it. <laughs> we thought of every humanly physical way to run belly and um, every physically human formation that first year and. Okay. It worked. I mean, he ran for what twelve hundred yards. I mean, yeah, I was <laughs> just essentially running belly. He had a bad offensive line at times. That was yeah. Well, I I think it comes play. down to if you're if again if you're going to run and, and we'll keep talking about this and then this will be a common theme and you can point out position after position and even out of this your backside tackle is still probably one of the more important blocks you got cut off that backside inside linebacker, um, but even with that you're tied in and and I and I. That the data this is filming, um, word it dropped uh, the wing tee buck from West Aurora Day, and on one of the slides it talks about how important the tight end is. That tight end wing side, it, it, you have to rep position specific drills. I mean, you talk about this all the time. You do it for linebackers. You come up with creative drills to make sure it fits what you want to do with your scheme, you, with how much you scrape and stuff. Um, for like. If you're going to teach down blocks or if you're going to teach certain things, you have to rep the crap out of it. If you're going to yeah. co- 
I mean, like, we don't do a lot of combo blocks, so we don't spend a lot of combo time on it. But you got to be able to, like, I mean, with how much, like, we run down. We work a lot of time on, on creating that wall. Um, but, and we'll right, get I that think coaching is part ever, I think there's a lot of coaches, and this is why I love doing key coaches, because everyone's so creative. There is, I mean, you look at some of the drills that Kenny Simpson does on the pool room football, right? You look at so many things that so many people do that aren't necessarily traditional, right? I mean, you like so many people want to get a drill online and run that drill. And it's not that it's a bad drill, but it's not very specific. I mean, yeah. I have this instance where, you know, and, and this is part of the problem for us a little bit, why we struggle with cover two is that we were focusing in on, I want to be a cover two base, but we're focusing a little bit more on cover three drops yeah. in the back pedal. And I'm like, you know, instead of doing the China where, you know, boom, you do back pedal, up one run underneath, then you kind of do your robber drop and then break to the flat, you know, just stuff like that. But there's specific drills to do for specific things. And that's got to be your identity. And I, I think the one thing we did when I was at TIP is we were combo as much as we possibly can, double team as much as we possibly can. And we repped the crap out of it. And uh, one thing our offensive coordinator, Rob Price, did, he wanted to run down. He wanted to run other things and create a wall. It wasn't an emphasis on combos. So what did he do? He spray painted the freaking grass, a straight line. Mm -hmm. And he said, everyone needs to be on this line. It was a silly drill, but it works because we emphasized it. We gave him a visual and you repped it. And I think more than anything, you're hundred percent on the, on the money about that is. And that's why you got to find your identity as much as you can regarding uh, are you a combo team or are you a down block force a wall team? And, and I think once you determine that, um, then you rep that. I mean, we, we double team jet a lot. A lot of people just tell them there's reach, you know what I mean? But we, we have very specific ways to block jet, you know what I mean? And yeah, we block it like a true outside zone. Not everyone reaches to the right, but, you know, everyone reaches in combo to the next level. Um, and we emphasize getting vertical push. So if you're going to be a combo team, you got to work combos all yeah. the freaking time. And you better have two line coaches because, mm -hmm. like, I mean, there's different kind of combos and different angles. You know, if you're going to be a, a down-blocking team, you might not need as many O-line coaches. You know what I mean? You can you can work together with your running back coach, and then your other O-line coach can work backside. So, yeah. but I, I think you got to marry. Well, you you can't be a down-blocking team and a combo-blocking team in the wind team. I think you kind of do got to marry. I I don't think you, it's impossible not to. I mean, I think trapping down everyone kind of down blocks, but for the most part, I mean, that's got to be down was a constraint play for us. This year was more of a uh, play for us, you know. So I think you got to find a happy medium and get really good at something. Because at the end of the day, third and four, you got to have a player. And your call sheet, that's going to get you five, six yards, no matter yeah. what. What is that play? And, and, if, what that, and that's your identity. It's, it's, you can't, and if that play is 
belly and you guys like combo blocks or power you like combo blocks you better be masters at comboing because teams are going to be blitzing linebackers are going to be playing aggressive if it's down blocks you better have good angles right i mean so but at the end of the day none of those work if you don't have a very good idea of who your identity is exactly and there's one thing i want to hit before we wrap this up because like i said i didn't want this conversation to be long because we hit a lot of the stuff in the first podcast um the thing, uh, we didn't really talk about motion and how that changes stuff. And I, and I want to kind of hit on that real quick. Um, we did talk to shuffle motion real quick. And I, and I don't, and I, we kind of need to be a little bit clear on that. Because um, typically when you run, you can run play side and weak side shuffle motion. Okay. Say, so just say you're out of the true old um, two wing, okay, red formation. All right. You can run belly. Either direction does not matter, and you can mo- shuffle motion either wing. If you play, if you go play side wing, it's a short shuffle. His responsibilities won't change. He leads through the hole. He blocks the inside linebacker. Simplistic. If you shuffle the backside, like uh, play side, backside wing, there's two changes that happen. Okay, your play side wing now does not insert. He is outside. Usually, you're overhang. Probably, in, I mean, because most of us get like a. Four four, okay. You're not blocking that overhang. Make sure he doesn't fold over inside, okay. Um, if it's an odd front, you might outside backer or you might be climbing the safety, depending on how things go. Um, but and then that backside wing who's now shuffling across will now insert inside linebacker. I, I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Um, we haven't talked too much motions yet. Um, we'll probably get to that a little bit later. Um, and it's probably on me for not getting some of that sooner. But um, I think I think that is one of the benefits of this offense. We talked about deception episode one. And the part of that deception is formations and motions. And there's a – I mean, we had, what, five, six different motions this year that we could run. Okay. Yeah. Some, some, sometimes we did a little too much and got a little too confusing with it. But um, you live and you learn. Um, but – I, th- I think especially the shuffle motion, the jet motion, and the deep rocket motion, those three, I mean, you can run all three of those with belly. I mean, the deep rocket motion, there's belly. I mean, we haven't got the belly option yet. That's later down the road. I, I mean, that's probably 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in one of those episodes. Um, rip and list stuff, you can fake jet off of that. Okay, and then the shuffle motion, I mean, you can just change who blocks what on. Um, it so um, any kind of final thoughts before we go uh, finish up talking belly coach no uh, really um, I, I can't emphasize influence enough on belly um, and I think a lot of people understand that and I think that, that's what a lot of teams do well um, and as you run belly it's got to if it's a constraint play for you guys then you guys got to really get good at running your base play so that stuff works. But uh, other than that, man, Belly, I think, is the best, one of the best home run plays you can have. But it's also super consistent if you run it right. It, it can get you anywhere from four to a touchdown every single time. Um, I'm excited about it. It's one of my favorite plays, and uh, I enjoy talking about it. Well, Coach, I thank you. Um, this was another episode of uh... – the Gap Downbacker Podcast. Uh, episode 5 will be a um, special episode. Uh, we got uh, the West Aurora head coach, 
uh, Nate Eimer. Uh, we spent a lot of that time talking um, buck sweep, uh, kind of rules, adjustments, uh, lessons learned. Um, he's got an interesting take on their blocking scheme. Um, he doesn't necessarily use gap down backer. He uses a little bit of a different terminology. I think it's fantastic. I was talking to our offense coordinator the other day about it. It's a very good episode. Uh, stick around for episode five. Um, and then episode six, I kind of want to preview that too. We'll be talking um, probably one of the um, first belly constraint plays or, I don't know, plays you build off belly, and that's belly sweep. Um, so take a look at that as in the coming weeks. Uh, coaches, thank you for listening again. And this was the Gap Down Backer Podcast.